Hey everyone, it's Trang here, and welcome to my podcast, Tape This, where I normally interview local artists and learn more about them. My July guests had to reschedule, and so I wanted to do an episode basically on my spiritual and health journey in the past year, since it's been a little over a year. Yeah, it's been actually exactly a year and one month. Since I did a podcast episode on myself uh, back in June before I released my my uh, poetry book, so I wanted to open up and I asked uh, some of my fellow artists and friends for questions that I could answer, and um, some of y'all had responded to my story, which I'm super grateful and thankful for. Um, today is July 31st and it is the last day of July so I definitely procrastinated this entire month um, on this episode but I'm looking forward to kind of sharing with y'all a little bit about myself so I want to start with the first question I got which is from Susha who is an amazing artist songwriter guitarist and they asked me what is the biggest growth you found within yourself? And I would say, hmm, that's actually a great question. I was not prepared for that one. Uh, so I guess the biggest growth I found within myself is just peace. I think compared to last year, I was really just kind of, I don't know, I was still going through it. I was going through a lot of uh, grief, trauma, anger, resentment, a lot of things that had happened in my past. And I think the biggest growth for me is really just finding that internal peace within myself and just being more of a calm person. I was starting to realize like how easily irritated and annoyed I was getting at the slightest things, like getting upset, um, like driving home during rush hour and getting upset at traffic. And it would just kind of like make me so stressed out going home. And I thought about it and I'm like, I'm finally off work and I'm still stressed during my ride home. And that's the energy that I'm bringing into my house. Like it just, it just didn't make sense to me. And as I start to kind of learn more about myself, learn about who I want to be, like I just want to be more of a calm person because I think that having a good control over your emotions really shows the type of strength that you have. Like, it's so easy to be triggered and cause external factors to, you know, kind of sway your emotions, but it takes so much courage and strength to calm yourself down from reacting. So thank you for asking that, Susha. Um, number two is not another question from Susha. It is uh, what's kept you going through tough times and I guess for for that I would say just my in, internal um, my internal ambitions I've always had these huge ambitions growing up you know to be an artist and really just express myself and be free in in myself and in creating so I would say that is what keeps me going through and, um, and of course, really like as far as success, my biggest thing is really just being able to provide for my mom and retire her so she doesn't have to work ever again because she's worked so hard her entire life. And watching her work so much and continue to work so much really just makes me sad because I didn't really appreciate her growing up. 
I was just, you know, kind of just being an angsty teenager. And I was also really like resentful of her because she was never there. She couldn't make it to any of like the football games, the band concerts, um, winter guard shows, really anything that I was a part of extracurricular um, or even school, like parent-teacher conferences because she always had to work. Um, and so I basically grew up, like me and my brothers basically grew up with absent parents in a sense. So I do feel like I raised myself and I just kind of see her, you know, as a as a mom, as a woman, as a sister, as, you know, a, a former wife, um, just all these roles that she had in her life where she just constantly took care of other people. And that kind of pushed me to not have my life end that way because I want to be able to, you know, of course, provide for my loved ones, but also not be held back by feeling like I just have to constantly cater to people and that's just you know so out of the norm for for Vietnamese culture but I think that's really what keeps me going through is just remembering why I do what I do like having that that why for your life path really gives you that purpose you know if you don't ever think about why you're doing anything that you do then what really is the point of anything that you do so I've always had that internal idea. You know, I'm very blessed to be able to have had that at such a young age of knowing that I wanted to create and be an artist um, and having, you know, I guess uh, I guess another part of my motivation is to prove to my culture, my parents, my family that a woman, that I can do whatever I want, be successful and, you know, just just be happy. I don't have to work for the rest of my life in a place that I don't I don't love and I don't have to be in a loveless marriage or um, like be in a toxic domestic situation. So, you know, like I said, luckily for me, I just have that kind of innate strength, which I will say is hard sometimes. Sometimes I forget that that vision, that path and I forget that strong girl that is in inside of me and so I just journal you know I journal and I goal set and I write in my planner um, the things that I need to do and I have my my vision board to keep me you know in alignment with my goal because otherwise if you don't set a goal then you're never really gonna achieve it another great question Susha so thank you for that so the next question here I have is from Tatenda and he put, what would you from a year ago be most proud of seeing you today? Oh, I love that question. I would say just where I'm at as far as my emotional state, I'm so much happier. I'm so much more like focused and clear-minded, you know, in, uh, gosh, in November or December, I was diagnosed with ADHD and that really just opened up a whole like new world for me i'm on medication now i'm currently on 50 milligrams of adderall and i never knew what it really was to think clearly like i like a lot of people don't think that i would have adhd because i seem so organized and blah 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 blah. but all of that all of my extra organization all of my basically kind of like controlling aspect of myself is because I have little to no control sometimes of my brain 
where it just is so distracting like i can have one thought like i'll be like oh i need to pick up water for the house and then i'll be like oh snap I need to also pick up blah 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 and then i'll be like oh my gosh i've been eating so bad lately i really shouldn't be um you know eating out as much and then i'm like oh wait but my birthday's coming up and i really deserve it and i need to treat myself omg i'm turning 28 oh my gosh what am i gonna do for my birthday like it's just it just keeps on going and going and going and it's so exhausting because then i forget the first thought like the initial thought or thing that i needed to do and i'm on this tangent and i'm on my phone looking up like um different things like i end up just for some reason just side side note here for some reason at least once a month i always end up researching conspiracy theories and things about like aliens and time travel that's like my one thing my one bit of like rabbit holeness that um that i always jump into like at least once a month and it's always at 3 a.m and i can't stop my brain because i'm like oh my gosh this is so interesting and then i i read pretty much the same thing every time but i'm like is there any more information and that's just kind of my adhd brain so part of that is really affected like my happiness because i would always like talk bad about myself and say why can't i just like do one simple task why can't i just clean the house why can't i just be clean and be organized and just like do the things that i say i need to do or do the things that will get me to what i need to to do to you know fulfill my dreams and it's like it all really really does root down to that adhd aspect because i cannot focus and i don't like doing things that i think are boring which are like the simple basic task of everyday human life. So I would say a year ago, the person I was a year ago would be so proud of how like clear-minded, focused, goal-driven, um, calmer, happier, nicer to myself, um, nicer to others, um, and just, you know, just more at peace. Like the first question, just more at peace i'm just so so much more like not i don't let things get to me as much anymore because i'm just like you know what i'm not gonna let that affect my mood anyway or another because that person's probably going through something just like i was going through something a year ago so great question Tatenda. thank you next question i have is from kayla aka plastic china doll which by the way we just dropped the um the water music video which damien and i filmed and uh dennis uh mcmurray he edited and it's it's so good y'all like, y'all need to check it out it's on youtube and i'm really proud of that project so go ahead and stream water on youtube and bump up the streams you know support your local artists so Kayla asked, how would you describe your spirituality and how has it impacted you? So I would say up until about 2020, I wasn't really as spiritual. I was honestly like so against a lot of things that had to do with religion or spirituality because um, lots of trauma, to be honest with y'all. Like I think, I think my mom is technically buddhist um because she does go to temple every now and then but when when my 
family moved to the U.S. Like we actually went to a Baptist church in Fort Worth and that was where it was a lot of like the Vietnamese demographic. And so the church, you know, helped us meet other Vietnamese people. Um, they helped us a lot as far as like getting our, um, our feet up under us and getting, you know, used to the United States. But as a, honestly, as a four-year-old, five-year-old kid going to church after like this huge cultural shock of coming to another country and learning another language and culture, going to church creeps me out. And, you know, I respect other people's religions, of course. Um, but for me personally, just as an immigrant coming into this this uh, place, like, I really just was so confused at the whole, like, everything of, like, reading the Bible, of, um, like, uh, singing these psalms and um, putting on these robes to sing these songs. Like, I was kind of like, what's going on? And then we had to do, like, the wine and the, the little... Um, little I forget what it's called the white cracker thing and that was my favorite part because of the grape juice uh tasted good and I like that little little cracker um I think it's called the Eucharist or something and um otherwise like I just I didn't really get it but I like the social aspect that it allowed for my family because we got to like you know kind of go on trips with the church um but then we moved to Arlington and we stopped going to church and I really would like think sometimes I wonder if like if we had stayed going to church um at least for my parents like if if that would have changed how you know the um how everything kind of went down as far as like um my dad going to prison and just the domestic abuse that happened in the house like if I wonder if like being around other people because we were so isolated as a family because it's only ever been and still is only my immediate family that's here in the U.S. And so, you know, during that uh, that whole domestic violence era that I grew up with um, in my childhood, I remember I used to write my journal and I used to pray like I used to write um, like in my diary, like, dear God, please take him away like and I would just pray like please take him away please take him away um talk about my dad like because he was so abusive and just angry all the time and just a really really horrible person to us um and it never happened and so you know it just kept getting worse over time with the drinking with like just the abuse and that's honestly the time when I really stopped believing in God because I, I was just like, why, why is God letting this happen to me? And I would like really wonder, like I'm literally in what, fifth grade wondering like, is this punishment? Like, did I do something wrong? Like, did, did my family do something wrong? Is this why we're being punished? And you know, God's not coming in to save us. And so I stopped praying, um, and during my adolescence, like here and there, I've tried going back to church. Um, I've tried to find some sort of religion. I've even, you know, delved into Islam just because I, um, I had a high school boyfriend who was Muslim and I wanted to have something to believe in. Um, but because of the religion aspect, I was honestly starting to feel out of place as far as like thinking about converting to Islam because 
in my head I'm like I'm like I'm in love with this person and you know granted I was you know in high school but I was like why would a religion like not let me be with someone unless I convert to me that was I don't know to each their own but to me as far as like me being a girl who has always wanted freedom that just didn't really mesh well with me and so that was another thing that really kind of just made me feel just so like I really don't think I believe in in religion or I don't like what all like the rules and um the control aspect it has and I remember in fifth grade me and Sharon would stay up on the phone till like 4 a.m and I remember like we had these crazy deep talks uh you know we were 10 years old and I don't know if it was Sharon or me but I asked her uh, one of us asked each other we were like do you like believe in God (laughs) and Sharon um grew up seventh day Adventist and so she would always go to church on Saturdays, which I was so confused with as well, because my church, whenever we went to church, it was Sundays. So I always saw her as like, I thought she was religious, but I guess I didn't think about it. Like some people just go to church because their family goes to church or their parents do. And so like, I guess that's a part of, you know, that's all they know growing up. Um, and I feel lucky because for me, like, my parents never really tried to force church on us or religion on us. Like, they never even gave us any sort of talks about anything after we, we left church. It was always just, like, we just went to church. It was, like, kind of a thing to do as a family, and then we would go home. Um, but I think it was also because my parents were also learning about the religion themselves and trying to process that, too. But anywho, so that's my journey, been my journey with religion And then as far as spirituality, I didn't really think about it much until 2020 when I went through just some some heavy trauma that I'm still not ready to talk about um, and through some grief. And so I started kind of just looking inwards, um, just kind of just trying to find myself, to be honest, because I just kind of had to take a step back. I was going through the motions and with with. The pandemic you know where everything shut down it really made me stop and think like what exactly am i doing with my life so i just did a lot of like spiritual like really just reevaluation of my life um and so i would say if i were to kind of label like any sort of religion religious idealism or um you know things that i I align most with it would be Taoism which really is just kind of saying like just be a good person and you know just do good things like it doesn't have to be that serious I don't think that anyone needs to necessarily like go to church and pray all the time and you know read scripture all the time in order to be a good person so my spirituality um just kind of my Asian roots really does align more so with like Buddhism, uh, Taoism, Taoism, um, and yeah, and uh, the other part of the question that Kayla asked was how has it impacted you? Again, it just kind of goes back to the peace, like I think it just made me more of a peaceful, calm person. I, I just like laugh because I used to be such an angry person, especially in my teens where like I would punch my wall like I never put a hole in it because I'm not that strong 
but like I had anger issues growing up because I just felt so trapped in my house as a child. I felt trapped in my body because with me just being a girl, being born um, a girl like that put so much pressure on me um, to behave a certain way, um, to do certain things, uh, to not be able to do certain things because I was a girl. Or at least that's what my mom just constantly told me. She's like, you can't play video games, you're a girl. You can't do this, you're a girl. Blah, 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 blah. And so I just felt like completely trapped um, and smothered and overprotected. And like my mom and I, we did not get along growing up. And there was a lot of screaming matches. Like I had so much anger um, alongside with like the fact that my family was acting like the domestic abuse that was happening was normal. Um, And I'm over here like, are y'all serious right now? Like I was always like trying to speak out or yelling back or saying something. And it got me in trouble, but I have no regrets because like, oh, and I'm just gonna sneak this in real quick. The other day, me and Pat were driving in the car and I had a revelation, like, I've been watching Law & Order SVU since I was maybe six years old. Um, And I know that's like way too young, but I always felt a sense of security. Like, I always felt safe when I saw Mariska Hargitay and Christopher Maloney because of how like, I don't know, there was something about them that was very maternal and paternal for me. Um, just on the screen and them just like catching like all these these bad guys all these uh, predators really made me feel safe like wow I'm so glad they're doing those things because you know I guess it was just because I saw some evil inside my own house and I wished that someone could save me in a sense Um, so watching that show just gave me a sense of kind of like catharticism or however you say that word um and I was talking about I was like you know I I think if I never watched SVU and I wasn't as like invested in it I don't think I would have recognized the signs of domestic violence and I don't think I would have really like understood that it was not okay because for some reason again I don't know if my family like if my mom and my brothers if like Jasper was way too young but like Lynn was older than me and my mom you know she's of course that's her husband but I was always just like are y'all like just pretending this is okay or or what and my mom she tried to excuse it by saying like that's just how our culture is and that was not a good enough answer for me because if that's the case then our culture is screwed up if we're allowing domestic abuse that is so backwards and so outdated but anywho sorry i went off on a tangent again y'all because my medication has worn off for the night um i don't remember where i was going well shout out svu lawnor svu that's still my my number one show um how would you describe okay yeah i guess i answered the question that kayla asked it just kind of impacted me um into being a, a more calm person and just looking inward and realizing that nothing's that serious and I can't control things that I can't control and so the only thing I can control is my reactions my emotions and what I choose to do with my life so thank you for that Kayla let's see here 
So I have one last question that was from Jay Maxwell, who was my my um, guest for May. By the way, all of these um, all of these questions are from people who were previous guests. So I really appreciate y'all, and I hope you all out there listening check out their episodes. Um, we had Susha, uh, Kayla, Tatenda, and now Jay Maxwell. So Jay Maxwell asked. What is your creative process now compared to when you were younger? To be honest, I still don't have one. I don't think I necessarily have a creative process. I think things just flow to me and I run with it whenever I have those creative juices. Because, I don't know, it's kind of random for me. Like, there's some days where I can just, like, write. And I'm like, man, I just wrote that in... 30 minutes to an hour and it's perfect. I don't need to edit it. That's going to be my next thing. And then other days I'm writing like one to two lines and I just can't seem to connect anything else to it. So I just leave that in my notes app and I'll come back to it later. I think honestly, I was a lot more creative when I was younger because I had more time. I had um, less responsibilities and I just... I think my innocence and youth and just being able to just be an artist and not worry about life and bills allowed me to be more creative Um, because back then I would always just take photos like that was my main thing. I did write. I've been writing since I was nine, Um, but I never really saw it as something that would be, you know, something that I would publish or something that... um, uh, that I would do any do anything with. It was just always like writing in my journal, in my diary, um, or writing little poems that I would share with Sharon based on like uh, the Zanga icon quotes. I don't know if anyone remembers those, but like, I don't know if y'all remember this one specifically, but I always do because it was a Zanga layout that I had, but it's a poem where it's like, you could fall from, I don't know, what was it? You could, call from, you could fall from a bridge, you could fall from a tree, but the best way to fall is in love with me. And those like types of cutesy love poems always stuck with me. So that's kind of like my style. Um, but as far as creative process, it was just me being a night owl and not being able to sleep because I was so like depressed and just, I don't know. I just felt trapped in my house because my parents never really let me go out um, like very rarely. And if, if, ever it was always like an, a battle or an argument to get them to let me do things um so I just felt trapped within my head um within my, like like I said inside my body like I just wanted to kind of like I don't know I felt like my goals I felt like what I wanted with my life was more than what my family situation or my culture was really allowing me and so I just wrote, I wrote about it. I journaled a lot. I wrote about it. I was on the computer a lot. Um, I was just up and most nights, like in fifth and sixth grade, I would pull up all nighters and go to sleep with zero hours of sleep because I was up like taking pictures with my, with a webcam, um, reading articles or something, or like um, I was on Soompi, which is a forum. Oh yeah, that's what I was doing. I was on forums, um, <laughs> doing things a young 12, 11-year-old girl shouldn't be doing, um, talking to people in like chat rooms, forums, and just, I guess, learning about the world. Um, 
and things would just inspire me. So when I would go home right from from school, I would immediately like change, refresh my makeup, um, you know, do my hair real quickly, change into whatever outfit um, I wanted to take photos of and grab my camera and tripod and go outside. And I feel like those were like one of my, some of my best years because it was my pure self, my truest self, full of innocence and creativity. And now I feel like my creative process is when I'm in the car driving to work. If I, um, I guess if I don't put on a podcast or, or a YouTube video, like I'll just drive and I'll like random words will inspire me. So if I hear a word or I see a word, I'm like, Ooh, that's a good word I want to use. And then I will grab that word and I'm like, how can I make a rhyme out of this? Um, and my rhyming scheme and style and flow is semi-inspired by Lupe Fiasco where, you know, he, he does like either like the first syllable rhymes or he'll do rhymes like within rhymes. Like for example, like there's something, um, there's a poem that I have that it's not finished yet, but like, it'll be something like innocence, my innocence, like those that word in its or that phrase in a sense paired with innocence is like ugh that type of wordplay and stuff like r- always gets me i love 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 when artists do that type of wordplay and i don't know it just makes me excited like yes like y'all i don't know like y'all did that like y'all made a phrase that sounds like the word ugh i don't know can't explain it but that's why I love being a writer is that type of wordplay so like random times like in the shower or while I'm driving I'll get those um usually those two places actually I'll get um just some inspiration and I'll have to keep repeating it to myself um until I memorize it and then I'll go on to the next like line or stanza I want to do and I'll try and remember that before I get out of the shower um that way I can like write it down real quick or, like, I'll use a voice memo sometimes if, like, I just can't write it down. I'm just, like, I, I read it off. And truthfully, I have not reopened my voice memo, so I should probably do that. Um, yeah, I guess when it comes to having ADHD, my creative process is all over the place. Like, I can never just sit down and be like, I'm gonna write. But if I do, I will say what helps me is meditation music. Because when I was younger, in third grade, I had a teacher one of my favorite teachers and she would give us like like 30 minutes during class to she'll dim the lights and she'll put on this nice relaxing meditation music and she'd let us free write and journal and she'd come around um to to us and she would um she had this like this glitter roller um like fragrance thing and I think that's another reason I love good smells and glitter is because of that. Um, and she rolled it on her hands, and I remember it always smelled like this nice lemon, um, lemon like peach mango scent. And that was like one of my favorite things. And I always feel calm when I write because of just like it takes me back to that time in my life. Um, and those are the questions, y'all. Thank you for those five questions. I didn't want to make too long of a podcast because I just didn't really have much I needed to say this time around. Um, 
but I guess overall the changes that have happened in my life are you know getting engaged um, getting three pups or having three pups uh, being on ADHD medication working with um, the DEI committee at my job and uh, being on the football team board um, and just doing other things I personally I I think I want to focus more so like in this chapter I want to focus more so on like my financial status my financial situation like paying off the debt that I've acquired in the past few years um getting my health back in shape as far as or back in check as far as like my physical health and my mental health which I think I'm doing really good with my mental health there are just some days where like you know I kind of fall or um backtrack and then honestly just realigning myself with my goals like what exactly do I, I want to do where do I see myself and you know what things will I do to help with that and part of that is kind of adapting this like detachment mentality that goes kind of back with that spirituality is just detaching from all of these like random emotions over things that I can't control um a detachment from physical belongings um, things that I put sentimental value on that, you know, I can't take to the next life or um, or anything like that. It's it's really helped me a lot because I don't even get upset that much anymore. Like, I of course have my moments, but I can now talk myself down and calm myself down because I'm like, this is just one facet of my life. This is just one facet of the many lives that I'm living because I do believe in reincarnation and multi-dimensions and multi-universes. So, yeah. Overall, I am in a good place, better place. And, you know, if y'all have any recommendations for anything, really, like, anything that has to do with personal growth and development or spiritual growth, let me know. I'm always open to learning and... I hope that, you know, y'all are in a better place than a year ago as well. And if y'all have any questions for me, feel free to hit up the, the DMs. This has been Tape This with Trang Vu. And my next guest, y'all, for, uh, for August is going to be a group called um, Goisagi, which is... Um, I can't, I don't even really know how to describe their music. It's traditional music with drums and we're going to be doing a podcast soon. I hope that I can figure everything out because it's going to be a larger amount of guests than I'm used to, but it'll be a cool episode. And as always, y'all, I hope you stay safe and spread love and light anywhere you can. And thank you for listening to me. Bye.